January 29th, 2016. Welcome to Hyphenation. Once again, in full effect. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna give this a little bit of volume. A little bit, I don't wanna go too crazy. Go up to 41. 42? Jerry Stackhouse, 42. I'm your host, Kellen Conley, and it's snowing in Morgantown again, but nothing near what we actually got last Friday. We got uh, over 20 inches at my house, 30 inches in some parts of Morgantown. My dad got 30, probably 34 plus inches in Hampshire County, West Virginia. Winchester, Virginia got 33 inches. Or, uh, I say Winchester, Virginia. I hope I said Winchester, Virginia, not Winchester, West Virginia. Winchester got 33 inches. So, a lot of snow. My friend Valerie, my coworker Valerie, who has, has the boyfriend who called the show Hymenation, uh, she got over 40 inches in Preston County, West Virginia. So, we got dumped on. There's lots of snow laying around. I'm actually live from the parking lot at work on my lunch break. Uh, because I am opening all this week and I did not have a chance to go sit in the Kroger parking lot. I may be finishing off this episode in the Kroger parking lot though um, before I head home for the evening. Just to add on a little bit more because it's 11.09, uh, 11.10 according to my phone. I have to be back from lunch at 11.45 so I'll probably cut this off by 11.40 to close everything up, shut the car off and then head back inside. How's everybody doing, man? It's a little cold in Morgantown, but I'm all right. I was a little stressed out earlier this week, which brings me to my first topic of the show, because this is not about football. We're going to hold off on predicting Super Bowl 50 for next week before the big game. And this is just going to be the first normal show, which means I actually have to figure out a title. Thankfully, I have my Google Docs up ready to notate any kind of clever title I may come up with as I talk to you guys. So I'm ready. I was born ready. Like uh, Anna says in Frozen, another topic I'll get to. But the first topic I want to get to is uh, changes. Uh, there's a little bit of a turnover going on at work, and not your normal turnover as in tellers leaving, which is normal. My uh, One of my very good friends... And probably the second biggest B-Hyphen fan next to my mom's and then next to Angel. And then it's probably Mary White. She's actually leaving us here at my job. She's going to take a position still with the same company I work for uh, just in Fairmont, which is 15 minutes away. Mary actually trained me when I started here in August of 2013, 2012. And... We became fast friends. Uh, she's 
been a great coworker, great friend. I love Mary. I wish her all the best. But I don't want her to go, man. I can't help it. I'm selfish. I love Mary. I, I love having that safety net because Mary knows everything there is to know about the credit union. So, um, for the most part, she she's a very knowledgeable person, and I like having her around. But now she's going to be leaving probably at the end of February. I'm. I may be taking her job, which is assistant branch manager. I won't be an official assistant branch manager, but I will be second in charge, uh, possibly. And then they're grooming one of the tellers to take my position, which is third in charge. And I don't like it, man, because I'm going to be completely honest with you. I like the position I'm in. I, I do just enough work and get to do just enough of nothing where I find my job very rewarding and yet relaxing. And the idea of moving up frightens me to death because I don't want to <laughs> do more work. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I do. I don't mind the responsibility. But Mary's shoes are really big to fill because she's, she's – uh, She's a cleanup hitter, man. She she does everything that needs to be done without asking. And then they're looking at me, wanting me to step into that role. And while I think I can do it, I know I can I can't do it like Mary. So that terrifies me. So got got that going on. We've been dealing with that this week. She uh, decided that last week before episode three, but I, of course I was talking football. I didn't want to get into it. And I wanted to save it for an actual regular episode. And really, I was trying to figure out my format. And I guess really what I'm going to do, since this is my show, is any crazy theories that I don't feel like warrant a whole column or a tweet can make it on the show. So I got I got a couple things that I'm going to throw out there for y'all. And this is the first one. I just don't like change. I mean, I guess nobody does. Like, I do okay with minor changes, but I don't. I don't like my my boat rock. I don't like my rope my my rope bot. <laughs> I like I like keep things simple, stupid. That, that's all it is. And I know things don't stay the same forever. I know change is a part of life, but I like gradual change. Like, one of the things I can say about when Angel was pregnant with Aaliyah, I knew I had. Hopefully, fingers crossed, nine months to prepare to become a father. And so in that nine months from the time that we learned she was pregnant until Leah got here in April 20th of 2014, I had plenty of time to kind of get the partying out of my system. Not to say I was a big partier by that point, but I still had a lot of stuff I wanted to do. So I made sure I went to the Royal Rumble in Pittsburgh two years ago. Well, yeah, two years ago, made sure I went and did that. I went to my first NBA basketball game with E and 6-6 and Willie, and we saw the Cavs live before LeBron came back, but the Cavs won, and somebody actually wandered out on the court of Cleveland with a Please Stay Kyrie shirt. <laughs> I did that. I made sure that I went out and hung out with my friends, spent a lot of time uh, with my friends because I knew that once Aaliyah was here, I didn't want to feel like I was missing out on doing things I wanted to do. And that worked out for me because 
I don't really feel like I'm missing out. There's some things where I'm like, man, I wish I could go do this. But I, I have a beautiful daughter, and I get to spend time with her and watch her grow. So I wouldn't really trade that for a night of drinking or going out of town to hang out with the homies or even even just simple as uh, being able to go to a friend's house, hang out for a little bit. I wouldn't trade that for anything right now. Plus, as she grows older, she's going to start not wanting to be around me. So <laughs> then I'll have some time to myself again, uh, time with Angel and time to go hang out with my buddies again. So I, I just call I I look at the big picture of things. So uh, I'm dealing with that. Uh, I'm, I'm taking it okay. I was a little angry earlier this week, and I, I still have my moments. I know that we supposedly have four more weeks with Mary, but nothing's set in stone. Um, so, it, I mean, they could say in two weeks, we need Mary now, and then what? You know, I, there's a lot to learn, and it's intimidating. I feel like I can do it, but I'm still in my mourning period. And that's my main problem. Uh, and that's why I'm not as happy as I could be to be getting the opportunity to move up in the company. My homie Wes just invited me to check out Dirty South Radio online. So, hey, plug. Anybody want to check out some uh, a dope radio show that my, my homie Wes, DJ Hypnotic, does? DirtySouthRadioOnline.com. You can definitely check it out. You can even check it out on your phone, even though it says the account suspended, so maybe not. But Dirty South Radio Online, please check that out. Tell them that a Hyphen sent you if you call in or you tweet the show or anything like that. And I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Wow, I'm actually looking at uh, something that I shared on Facebook, and I jacked it all up. I said, I know right, get an iPhone for this app. I might have to get an iPhone for this app and for this app only. And what I'm talking about is Snapchat. I may have mentioned Snapchat on the show before. Uh, follow me. B hyphen B H Y P H E N. Big surprise there. I try to post snaps throughout the day of what I'm doing, mostly on my lunch break. Like right now, I'm going to send a snap. Let's bring on, bring up Snapchat. I have an Android S5, um, and I'm going to take a snap. So let's see. All right, it is recording. So shout out to Snapchat. Um, I'm recording the podcast right now, Hyphenation episode four, and I'm talking about Snapchat. All right, so let's see if I recorded. It looked like it was skipping. So, shout out to Snapchat. Um, I'm recording the podcast right now. There you go. So, that's Snapchat. <laughs> if you don't know Snapchat, it was originally called a sexting app because you can take pictures or videos, send them to people. And they disappear from their phone after they, they view it. Then Snapchat added a feature called My Story where you can add a, a picture or a video to the story. And then it stays up for 24 hours for any of your followers to view. Well, one, I've heard Android doesn't get rid of the 
the photos and the videos. And then two, the owner, the creator of Snapchat, hates Android. He loves iPhones. So here's what my Android can't do that is standard on an iPhone. When you're taking a video, you can't turn the video around on Android. And that drives me crazy. I have all these people I follow on Snapchat flipping their videos around, showing both sides of the camera. I can't do that. Turn the video. It really frustrates me to no end that I can't do that. And then also, something else that I learned, you can't send pictures to your store. I can send a picture that I take right now to a friend, which is helpful. Or if I want to send a snap code to a friend, that's helpful. But if I want to send a snap code or a picture of, say, the artwork that I do for episode four of Hyphenation, I can't send that to my story. And that's aggravating. I don't understand why Android's afraid. Sorry, Snapchat's afraid it's Android money. I get that there's differences between iPhone and Android. I completely understand that, but I really don't think it's fair that Android gets a shaft on this wonderful app that I am trying to go all in on. Shout out to Gary V. Follow Gary V, G-A-R-Y-V-E-E. Big fan of his lately. Recommended to me by my good friend Stephen Hoops, who I used to DJ at uh, U92 with. You can follow him on Snapchat at Steven.hoops um, on Snapchat. Uh, so, yeah, it, it just sucks. I'm not able to do the basic things everybody else does, and I feel like that hurts my Snapchat presence. So for the first time ever, I'm considering seriously getting an iPhone just for the better version of Snapchat. And also, I, I'm so mad at my S5. I had an S3 before. The S3 is the first Android I had because I was Team Blackberry forever. Hashtag Team Blackberry, what up? Team Blackberry forever. And then my Blackberry broke. And by broke, I thought it died. Turned out I need a new battery. But by the time that uh, the sales rep at uh, whatchamacallit, already, oh, U.S. Cellular, already uh, sold me my Samsung. He, he popped in a battery in the BlackBerry. He's like, oh, well, this still works. But I was happy with my S3. Towards the end, it had battery issues. I blame that on using different chargers. Pro tip, if you can, only use the charger that is made for your phone. The generic chargers or other chargers will charge your battery when you need it, but then I feel like your battery life lasts less. So I'm actually looking into getting a second Samsung charger for work because I always end up bringing my charger to work because I don't want my phone to die while I'm at work, and then I pick up a Lee after work. And then I have to wait for my phone to charge if um, Angel's trying to get a hold of me. So there's that. And I got a snap from my friend Stephanie. Cool-ass Stephanie. Who said, you don't need a 
uh, iPhone. I don't remember the exact snap. She's making fun of me. So I said, I have to get an iPhone so I can be better at Snapchat. She's like, no, you don't. And I, I think I have a pretty good, I think I have a pretty good system down for Snapchat on my Android. But I feel like I can't compete. And I don't like not competing. Because I'm a winner. Damn it. <laughs> so there's my rant about Snapchat. And I just snapped this for all the people. I took two snaps. Follow me at B-H-Y-P-H-E-N. Please. I greatly appreciate it. Next topic. I recently... Finally, started enjoying Seinfeld. Now, before you say anything, I tried for years to watch Seinfeld, and I just didn't get it. The only episode of Seinfeld I ever recalled liking was the episode where Kramer finds the Merv Griffin set. He brings it up to his apartment and acts like he's running a talk show in his apartment, a live talk show. I found that to be hilarious when I was a child. But then since then, I have never been able to get into Seinfeld until probably the last six to eight months. Truthfully, it may have something to do with Heather Carrico saying, how can you not like Seinfeld? You need to watch Seinfeld again. And I finally gave it a chance. Maybe I wasn't mature enough. Maybe I didn't understand enough. But Seinfeld is genius. And I can see why some people say it's the greatest sitcom of all time. I can see why Wale made not just one, but three projects based off Seinfeld alone. The album about nothing, I'm sorry, the mixtape about nothing, more about nothing, and then last year's album about nothing. Seinfeld's just great, man. Um, I try to watch Seinfeld whenever I get a chance because with Aaliyah, she normally is hogging the TV, watching Elbow, watching Frozen, which I'm going to get into in a second. Or what else is her favorite? During Christmas, Frosty, Rudolph. Finally had to pry those out of her hands. That was fun. <laughs> and... I don't normally get to watch something in the evening before she goes to bed. But we've been trying to divert her attention away from the TV. And it actually turns out that she watches less TV when we're watching our shows. So every now and then we'll be watching, we'll throw in House or uh, get into some SVU, which we try not to as hard as we used to because it is a little violent. And we really don't want to watch stories about bad things happening to children with our 21-month-old in the room. Or I'll turn on Big Bang Theory, two-and-a-half men because she doesn't understand the jokes, Modern Family, or Friends, or Seinfeld. And last night was the episode called uh, the, the Goodbye Kiss or the Hello Kiss where Kramer had the bright idea to put up everybody in his and Jerry's apartment's picture on the wall so that everybody would know each other. And then somehow this hello kiss thing started where they would greet each other and the women would kiss the men on the cheek or vice versa and Jerry hated it. And so Jerry, of course, 
after fighting Kramer on doing this, and after getting kissed several times by his neighbors, decides to be like, oh, well, I'm just going to tell him I don't like kissing, and then that's it. So he goes out of his way to avoid two of his neighbors' kisses, and then he thinks it's over. Of course it's not over. Everybody in the building hates him now because he won't he won't do the hello kiss. And they they uh the face is picture. They draw all over and make him look horrible. <laughs> and then he's trying to get back everybody's good graces. He's like, hey, I'm sorry, I like the bike hello kisses. Nobody's giving any time. Kramer's having people over the apartment, then living in his apartment building, having a party. He can't go. Uh and then there's like a little side plot involving his uh, nana going to a nursing home because his um his uncle uh didn't want people finding out that he owed his sister money from years ago that his father had given him. So there's that subplot. And then of course, uh Kramer's Kramer, I'm sorry, Elaine's homegirl, Wendy, <laughs> took her skiing and then dumped her. Just dumped her off at um, three blocks away from her apartment with all her ski equipment still, and uh, made her walk. And then, of course, they went skiing when George had an appointment to see her because she was a physical therapist, I believe, or a massage therapist. She uh, and then George went to go see her, and then she was out of office skiing with Elaine, and they gave him. He tried to get his money back from the office for not being there. They wouldn't refund them. And as you can tell, Seinfeld is truly a show about nothing. But I love it. I love it so much. I can't help but love it so much. It's so good in so many ways. And I'm glad that I finally have uh, learned to appreciate it. I have to take the time to update the Trek Adventures intro. Because I call Trek Adventures a show about nothing. Just like Seinfeld. But I hate Seinfeld is what I say. That's no longer true. So when we get around to doing new episodes of Trek Adventures, I will be updating that. Say I no longer hate Seinfeld. It's really not a show about nothing anymore. Because when I first did that, we would sit around and talk to each other and drink and that was like the first two episodes of Trek Adventures and things kind of rolled out and now the format at least last time we did it was I would compile a list of news stories or weird news stories and moderate between Thomas and Anthony and whoever else is joining us that week or that uh, podcast and see what everybody's reactions were to it. So it's more of a controlled chat where I get emasculated eventually. Everybody's so mean to me. I don't understand it. It makes me sad. I'm a good person. I don't deserve to be talked to this way by my friends. But you can check out Trek Adventures if you haven't heard it at podcast.behyphen.com. Trek Adventures is right there in that top menu. You can check it out and tell me what you think. You can always uh, email. TricycleOffense at gmail.com or myself, P-H-Y-P-H-E-N, gmail.com. Or take it one step further and go on social media, find us there, TricycleOffense, be hyphen, um, and let us know what you think of the show. Mini plug.
And my mother-in-law is asking, why did Jonathan Holton do to get suspended? Just said usual violation of team rules. Er, in case you hadn't heard, sorry, non-sport ball fans. WVU player Jonathan Holton was suspended indefinitely from the basketball team for a violation of team rules. And as far as I know, it hasn't come out as to why. Um, and that's what my mother-in-law is asking me about because I'm guessing she just heard about it. Um, so this will be interesting to see what kind of impact this has on our season because WVU's only has three losses on the year. Um, so we'll see how we do next time that we uh, tip off. But back to live action. 11.32. I'm going to take this next eight minutes to talk about my theory on Frozen. Now stop me if you've heard this before. <laughs> and you probably haven't because I've actually been saving this specifically for the Hyphen Nation podcast. I watched Frozen for the first time a few months before Aaliyah was born with Angel. I liked it. I thought it was a good movie. As Aaliyah's gotten older and been at the babysitter, she's discovered what Frozen is and who Elsa and Anna is. And she's watched Frozen at the babysitters. And we own Frozen. So we started having her watch Frozen. And she's a Frozen fanatic. She's actually eased off a little bit in recent weeks, but at least now, three to five times a week, we're watching Frozen at least once a day. Before it was every single day. And right now, she can't get into Angel's car without asking for Frozen because Angel brought her the Frozen soundtrack. I don't know what kind of lap she was having. Granted, the Frozen soundtrack is phenomenal and fun to sing along to, and I know a lot of the words now, but Angel has no control over her radio. Thankfully, when Aaliyah, when Aaliyah's in my car and she says, Frozen, I can be like, no, honey, that's in Mommy's car, remember? And thankfully, Angel hasn't said, hey, why don't you burn a copy of Frozen for your car? One, it won't work, because my 1999 Dodge Stratus CD player won't play burn CDs. So hopefully she didn't get the bright idea to buy me my own copy. But Aaliyah's not in my car, though, so I'll keep that on the DL. <laughs> um, my theory on Frozen. I've watched this movie several times. There's still, as many times as I've watched it now, there's still parts that I feel like I haven't seen. Because I've never, because of course Aaliyah's always moving around. I'm either watching her do what she's doing, or I'm looking at my phone. I might be on a computer, or I might be doing something that, excuse me, doesn't have me watching the television right that second. <laughs> so, the beginning of the movie. Spoilers! For anybody who's been waiting to see Frozen. Excuse me. We got a little hiccups going on. We get into the movie. Elsa and Anna are playing. Elsa has ice powers. Like Iceman. For any of my comic book reading friends. Excuse me, I'm sorry. They're playing in this ballroom. Elsa's making snowmen and making snow for Anna to play with. They're up by themselves. They're really young at this time. Elsa's two years older than Anna, so I, I'd say Elsa's maybe five or six, Anna's uh, four or three, 
uh, let's, let's say Elsa's eight or seven, and Anna is five or six. And so Anna is jumping from one snowdrift to another as Elsa's making them. Of course, Elsa is young, doesn't have a full handle on her powers, and Anna's jumping really fast from snowdrift to snowdrift. Elsa can't keep up, and suddenly Elsa jumps and says, or Anna jumps and says, catch me. Elsa kind of freaks because she hadn't made a snowdrift yet. Throws a random shot, smacks Anna right in the chest, sorry, in the head, and then Anna passes out. Her parents come bursting in and like, oh no, what did you do, Elsa? And Anna's mother has the one line in the whole movie where she says, she's so cold. That's the only thing she says. Dad says all the other stuff, the king. So they're, the king goes and runs to some kind of ancient book, checks it out, and then they're on a horse. Old Tom, while they're on this horse, I don't know why, but Elsa is projecting a trail of ice on the ground, which is followed by a young Kristoff and Sven. Two of these magical trolls in the woods. So they come out, the king calls out to the trolls, these trolls roll up, and it's like, it's the king. And then the grandfather troll is like, oh, it's just her head, we can fix this, um, she'll be okay. But here's my suggestion. I'm going to remove all ideas of magic from her head. So they completely remove all the memories of Elsa's ice powers from Anna, but they leave the fun. So Anna has all these memories of playing with Elsa with snow involved, but she doesn't know the snow came from Elsa. And then the dad gets the bright idea to, okay, well, if you're going to remove her memory of the ice powers, here's what we're going to do. We're going to lock Elsa in her room, keep her head in her way. We're going to reduce the staff. And this way, we're going to help her learn to control her powers. And we're going to keep her separated from Anna. Are you serious? They lock a little girl up in a room who essentially is a mutant. Something's going on. There's no curse. She was born with the powers. He tells the troll king this. And then he says, we're going to lock her up in a room. We're, we're going to help her. We're going to lock her up in a room. The mom says nothing. And keep her away from her little sister. So here's what happens. And yes, before I go any further, I know this is crucial to the plot of Frozen. But here's what happens. They go back to the castle. They reduce the staff. They close the gates. They're no longer open to the public castle. They put Elsa in her room where he tries to help her learn her powers. But this is how he helps her. He tells her, conceal, don't feel. He's trying to teach her not to use her powers. Hide your powers. They won't understand. I get it. He's trying to protect his daughter. Which is fine, because people won't understand. And that is a big plot point later in the movie when Elsa freezes Arendelle. But he keeps her away from her sister. He separates them. I understand there was an accident that, an accident that happened. But the thing is, Elsa and Anna were sisters. They had history together. And all of a sudden, you take that away. And that's and when, when they come of age, when Elsa's 21 and Anna's like 19, 18, and Elsa's coronated as queen 
because the parents gonna get themselves killed in a shipwreck. They've had no contact. Anna thinks, oh, well, Elsa wants nothing to do with me. And Elsa's scared to talk to her sister because of what happened years ago from an accident when they were playing. That's not how you parent. And I would probably be saying this even before now having Aaliyah. I get that it pushes the movie forward with the plot of keeping them separated and Elsa hiding her powers. You don't have the whole movie of Frozen without it. But it aggravates me to death watching the start of that movie and watching the dad, the king, separate his daughters and tell, his, tell Elsa to hide her powers and pretty much set them up on the path that they end up on. Yes, everything ends up happy. But it could have been avoided. Some better parents. The more you know, doom, 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 doom. Uh, it's 11.41. I, didn't, I wanted to get that in. So I'm going to stop it right here. Hopefully come back and finish this off this afternoon. And then get it onto iTunes and into your hands. Very soon. So that, that's my frozen theory. Um, <laughs> I know it ruins the movie. If the parents don't lock Elsa away and keep Anna and her talking and communicating. And I'm not one of those people that normally will find dumb things in movies. Well, not even dumb things. Find things in movies like, oh, well, they should have done this different. Because if they did it different, then things will be different. I'm not normally one of those people. So, I guess that's why they call it the blues. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe as a parent now, I, I know I said that I think I would have thought that way before, Leah. But maybe as a parent now, I feel a certain kind of way. And I feel like I have a position of authority. And let me tell you, for some reason, when people have kids, they feel like they know everything about kids all of a sudden. Uh, because uh funny thing was, Matt got, when Matt and Lisa were pregnant with Isabella, or Lisa pregnant with Isabella, his little daughter, they're like, oh, we got any advice? I'm like, no. You put Aquaphor all over her, keep the diaper rash down, that's all I got. But there are some people out there that knows everything to know about kids, and they got one. I feel like if you ain't seen at least five years with your first kid, you you don't have any room to talk. If you have multiple children, you may speak. If you have grandchildren, you may definitely speak. If you have great-grandchildren, you should be talking before I even ask. <laughs> but I, I just don't... I feel like the king did it completely wrong, and I don't like that the mom, the queen, didn't say anything the whole movie other than she's so cold. I've also become more of a feminist since Elaine's gotten here. I don't know, well, obviously I know why, because I gotta look out for my little girl now. 
But even before, I think I, I was, I think I saw things. But I think it also comes from my sister-in-law, Nikki, from Angel, from Heather, and working with all women, and just seeing the difference between what they face as women compared to me as a dude. And now knowing that Aaliyah is going to come up in that same world, I don't want to, uh, I don't want her to go in naive, you know? So that's where that whole theory comes from. Work was fun. Got even crazier after lunchtime. Shout out to Val, who took the day off for no reason. Is probably sitting at home in Preston County, chilling, eating cereal. As Colin talks about Hyman Nation, my podcast. The weird thing is, whenever a teller or myself or Mary are not at the branch, things get crazy. But when our boss leaves, Jill, it's not a problem. We're dead. I, it's an unusual phenomenon. So we, it's it's always she leaves and then nobody wants to come to branch. I can't expect it. So I'm definitely ready for the weekend. Just went into Kroger. I'm almost near my normal space. I'm actually parked behind a Jetta right now. What up, Jetta? Got some salt and vinegar potato chips because. One of my first memories of salt and vinegar potato chips were was when my mom lived in her um, cabin. Well, I guess you can call it Heaven, the her original house on the road that we live on. It's now called Heavenly Lane. And she was eating these chips, and I was like, I like that. I want some chips. And they were salt and vinegar chips. And I fell in love with salt and vinegar chips immediately because I had never had them before. And one of my coworkers actually was eating some salt and vinegar chips and gave me some. And that reminded me of this memory. So I bought a bag of family size salt and vinegar chips. Uts, which may be the same brand that we were eating when I was younger, when I was a kid. And her, what would have been her 68th birthday is tomorrow, January 30th. So I plan on... At some point, sitting down and probably this evening, actually, probably after Leah goes to bed, sitting down and having a little bit of wine, probably a beer, probably a beer first. <laughs> I love wine, though. Dry wines. Sitting down and having a little bit of drink and some salt and vinegar chips and think about my mom. So that, that that's going to happen. I'm looking forward to doing that. Aaliyah didn't sleep last night. She started sleeping on her own. The past two nights, I read her story, put her down, turn on a light, and she's been going to sleep. Minimal crying. Last night was the first night she woke up in the middle of the night since we started doing that. I could not get her to lay down for anything. No, wait. The one way I got her to lay down was by staying in the room with her. And I tried to sneak out after her night light went off, and she wasn't having that. So, some sort. Sorry, excuse me. 
I'm sure she is raring to go. She's in a rare form right now. Hopefully she didn't give the babysitter too much trouble. I'm trying to think if there anything else I wanted to get into in this first non-sports ball episode of something I like to call hyphenation. I'm really trying not to say I'm a whole lot, so whenever I, I feel myself pause, that's when I'll fill in a nonsense word, so I was on with something, and that led to what I just said. <laughs> I'm, having an, I'm having a good time doing the podcast, though, so far. Um, always a lot of fun, especially because I can do it whenever I want. One of the most difficult things about doing a podcast with someone else is lining up your schedules. And right now, my schedule doesn't line up with anyone because Anthony works six or five days a week, uh, 50 some hours a week, I think, 48 hours a week is Anthony's schedule. Thomas works nights. Thomas DJ works nights in Brooklyn now. Matt has a kid, as do I, so it's harder for us to get together. So I got excuses at the wazoo. <laughs> for why I'm not podcasting more outside of Victory, Jump Off Radio, and Hate the Nation. I don't know if I want to get into the Kanye West stuff. <laughs> Kanye's such an idiot, man. He puts out two of the best songs that he's released since. Jesus came out in the past few weeks. And then he decides he wants to start a Twitter war with Wiz Khalifa, who's another famous rapper, who happened to date his, marry his ex-girlfriend and have a child by her, even though they're now divorced. They're, they're amicable. Apparently, Kanye decided he wanted to go up on Wiz on Twitter Said all kinds of crazy stuff. And then Amber Rose, the said ex-girlfriend, ex-wife of Wiz Khalifa, says that Kanye's in the butt stuff. <laughs> I have to I have to give Amber Rose props on her come up since uh pretty much even since she left Wiz. Cause I was gonna say since she left Kanye, but even when she's with Wiz, it was kind of like, okay, she's hopping from rapper to rapper. But she's she's kind of got her little hustle on since she left Wiz, man. I mean, she's I've seen her um getting getting her name mentioned in more mainstream coverage, and I follow her on Instagram for obvious reasons, but also follow her on Twitter. And she she's funny, man. I don't I guess Kanye never listened to a little song that uh. Jay-Z, Beanie Siegel, and Memphis Bleak was on. And there was a version with GDK on it. It was called Murder, Murder. And it appeared on the 2003 Memphis Bleak album, Made. And there's a line in it that says, South Philly motherfuckers kill at will. Jay-Z says this line in the hook. I don't know if Amber Rose is from South Philly to be exact, but she does not play around. She will ether your ass, as Kanye found out. 
I think Chloe got into it not too long ago with her, and she threw Chloe's ass out. And I love Chloe. <laughs> Music recommendations. I think I left this out last time. I recommended Snoop Dogg's Bush album. Came out last year, last spring, 2015. It's a really good, cohesive, funk-filled album. It tends to run together, but I do recommend it because it's a fun, quick listen, and you'll be dancing the whole time. It's a lot of fun. I'm currently listening to the game's 2015 album, Documentary 2, and the Documentary 2.5. I just hit my gas like I was going to take off. Smart move. And he's this close to getting a B-Hyphen.com Most Valuable Production Award for both albums. I uh, Last one I rewarded one of those two was Jill Scott's Woman album that came out last year. I really enjoyed that. thought it was really dope. Um, last thing I actually gave an MVP award to was Creed, which is one of my favorite movies I've seen in a long, long time. Go see Creed, check out Bush, watch the documentary too. Watch the documentary too. Check out the documentary too and 2.5, and we'll see if it gets an MVP award. It's almost over. It could still lose its its grip on its sanity. But I really like it. I, I think it's really solid. It's easily the best album he's done since the documentary, if not better than his. Maybe you out in the documentary. Been watching New Girl. First two episodes were pretty great. Getting ready to watch the third. That came on this past Tuesday. Getting ready for The Walking Dead. Good news on the Talking Out the Dead front. Thomas and I will have out a new column next week. I just got to add my parts. It'll be covering the Now episode. We're not going to meet the deadline of February 14th. I can already tell you that now. And I'm really sorry, but I don't know if I want to write this column anymore once we get through Season 6. It's so hard between our schedules. If we continue to do anything Walking Dead, Talking Out the Dead related, it's got to be a podcast. We're just going to have to suck it up. Get together once a week after a show. And talk it out for about half an hour, 45 minutes. It's got to be done. I can't, I can't, there's other things I want to get to. Like my new Alias Investigation series. Like my book. Like more columns for I Love Morgantown, West Virginia. And of course, Behyphen.com. And um, I'm really looking to let go of that project, I know Anthony will not be happy to hear that because he's working on an ebook of what we've done so far. We're talking out the dead. But I mean, if we're not staying on top of it, I feel like there's not that there's no point, but it diminishes the point of things. At least in my opinion. I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. <laughs> I think this is a solid first start for uh, an episode that's not about sport ball. 
I might as well just call this one call. I might as well call this episode the one that's not about football. Maybe. Or maybe I'll say my non-sport ball episode to keep the scrubs up. But I really like the one the one without the sport ball. Something like that. Episode four. Thank you so much for tuning in, everybody who's checked out the show. You can find Ife Nature on iTunes. Search us. You can find it there. Links are on podcast.beifen.com. You can find us on Stitcher. Why am I saying us? You can find me on Stitcher. And she's going to fall the way through. I'm in Curve Parking Lot, remember? So, whatever. Find us on Stitcher. Find the show on Stitcher. Hyphenation. Search that. I have a feed burner feed in case you want to put it into your favorite podcast reader. Check it out that way. Um... Also post all the Hyphenation episodes on Mixcloud and on YouTube. So you can check it out there. I have a playlist for Hyphenation. And my Mixcloud is mixcloud.com slash be hyphen. And you'll see the Hyphenation episodes. I also post the Victory Jump Off radio episode since that's come back on there too. Um, you can contact me, bhyphen at gmail.com. Hit me up on Twitter. At B hyphen. Follow me on Snapchat. B hyphen. You can try to message me on Instagram or follow me or like me or whatever you want on Instagram. It's the B hyphen. I am on Google Plus. Search Kellen Conley. Same thing on Facebook. Search Kellen Conley. I might add you. Just don't look crazy and I'll probably add you. Um, what else? The Amazon links are coming. I've, I kept promising that, but I think I'm finally going to go ahead and post those up. And that way you can support the show and help with production costs. And by production costs, I mean hosting costs because domains aren't that expensive. It's the hosting that's killer. Even though I don't host a podcast there, I got a, the sites are on, um, are on Dream. Not Dreamweaver. Wow. Dreamhost. So... I have those up. I have it on b-hyphen.com, on writing.b-hyphen.com, and on podcast.b-hyphen.com. You'll be able to check it out there. Subscribe to my newsletter. You can do so at b-hyphen.com, actually on podcast.b-hyphen.com, and on b-hyphen.com. I try to send out something at least every two weeks now. Um, I sent out one about all the Victory Jump Off episodes that are coming up. Um, we'll do a hyphenation one very soon. And as I slowly get back again, content on bhyphen.com, I will be putting one out for the site again. So please subscribe to my mailing list. And with all these things, if you come across or you come across hyphen nation or any of my podcasts or any of my work, please share it. Take the time to subscribe in iTunes. Um, rates, review. It helps the podcast get more exposure. These two white people walking by my car. <laughs> I don't mean it in a bad way. Dude. I mean, they just happen to be white. <laughs> They're like, hey, is that guy going to have a headset on? Hands-free phone, I promise. Hands-free, baby. <laughs> um, Still doing a Breaking Bad watch with Angel. We are slowly making our way through season two. 
This lady's checking me out, podcasting. This guy right here is unlocking his car with his key to put his groceries away. He's going to pop that trunk. Nope, he's unlocking the back door. Okay. Unlocking the back door. He's opening the back door. Y'all got a Williamsburg shirt away. He's putting his groceries away. <laughs> I know I'm wrong. Uh, we just watched the episode with Jesse going, spoilers, going to the meth head's house who robbed uh, Skinny Pete to get back his money and his meth, and they had the little boy. Such a sad episode on his side of things, and then a very eye-opening episode for Walter White on his side of things. And that's when he has his, conf- his uh, confrontation with, not Ingrid, um, what is her fate? His ex-girlfriend who runs Grey Matter, Gretchen. Uh, of course, Skylar starts thanking her for giving money to pay for Walt's treatment. She um, continues to lie for Walt. They meet up. Um, Walt won't tell Gretchen anything. Gretchen again offers money. They get in an argument about what happened with why Walt left Grey Matter. And he ends up telling her to go up herself. It's a real good episode. Probably the first time we really see Walter White's true colors in full bloom. Because you've seen signs leading up to this episode. But I definitely think this is full-on Heisenberg, Walter White kingpin that he would become in this episode. So um, we watched that one, making our way through it. We need to check out Making, um, Making a Murderer, or whatever it's called, Making the Murderer. I don't even know what it's called. The Murderer series that's on Netflix. I really want to check that out too. I'm interested in the People vs. O.J. Simpson too. So I want to I want to peep that out as well. Hopefully I'll get to that. Okay, here comes the gentleman back to his car. He's unlocking the car. Getting in. But all right. I don't even know if he's seen me. Okay. I think he just spotted me though. Hopefully he doesn't think I'm a fan. Hands free phone. <laughs> oh, what a long day, man. I need to go home. See my family. I just wanted to wrap this up. So thank you for listening. Everybody out there, take care. It's been Hyphen Nation. I am Kellen Conley. Until next time, which will be the Super Bowl prediction episode, which will probably be just there will be more topics. Because I cannot sit there and talk about the Super Bowl for an hour. Or almost an hour. Till next time. Just, just keep doing, keep living, man. Be positive. Take a deep, deep breath. Woosah. Have a drink. Have a smoke if that's what you do. Enjoy a good meal. Hug your loved ones. And I'm out. Thank you very much.